0: Hi there, this is Stuart McKee, host of Musicians FAQ Podcast. Please join me weekly where we have music and chat with some of Canada's hottest artists.
1: You criticize me because I have a different voice. I choose to live free, and you disagree with that choice. I will stand in the light. You're under my skin, but I don't have to let you in. I won't put up a fight, but that don't mean I let you win. I will stand, I will stand in the light Take the next step in my life.
0: by Tanya Joy, and it's the title track on her brand new EP. I Will Stand was co-written with Ingrid McDonald and features background vocals by Ingrid, Avros, a.k.a. Joanna Mohammed), Hills Kerkutis, and Tanya Joy herself. Tanya just happens to be my very special guest this week. My name is Stuart McKee, and this is Musicians FAQ. Alright, my very special guest this week on Musicians FAQ is OMA-nominated singer-songwriter Tanya Joy. This celebrated Canadian folk roots musician has been honing her craft as a songwriter over the past several years and is about to release a brand new EP called I Will Stand. The songs on this EP are honest and heartfelt, tackling the complicated issues of personal relationships as well as the complicated issues of world relationships and the many issues that are facing us today, including racism. All right. My guest this week a Musicians FAQ is Tanya Joy. Tanya, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, Stuart. Thanks for having me. Nice to be here.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. Well, I mean, it's great to have you here for two reasons. First of all, we're friends. We know each other. We've written a couple of songs together. And second of all, because I'm just a big fan. So um, as I always like to do with these interviews, I want to kind of, for the benefit of people tuning in who may not know anything about you at all, Uh, And then for benefit of people like myself who want to get to know you a little bit more, we'll go back right to the beginning and talk about where you were born, where you grew up, and and what your childhood was like.
2: Okay. Um, I grew up in Markham, born at Scarborough General, Um, spent most of my, you know, adolescent years in Markham. Um, I have three siblings, uh, two sisters and a brother. Um, And, you know, growing up was, sports and um and just yeah just kind of school and sports and um lifelong friendships uh building there and it was a pretty happy household um I had some siblings that achieved a lot in gymnastics and we were just very supportive of one another yeah it was a great great little family unit
0: right and what about music was there music in the household
2: music was always in the household um in terms of like i'm jamaican canadian um and my my family always had music going we, we always had a, a lot of people over or go, went to a lot of picnics and and music was always a mainstay um but more not the traditional music that um you know canadians are used to hearing or you know the, in the uk influence of like the beatles and um, Rolling Stones. You know, my parents used to listen to to that when they were younger as well. But we mostly listened to Caribbean music, like Bob Marley and Baris Hammond and and things like that in in the household. So there was always, you know, dancing. We're very you know, loud and jovial family, so gatherings nice. were were always pretty rowdy.
0: <laughs> sounds like fun. I wish I could have been there. <laughs> so so what got? Was there anybody actually playing music, or just is it listening to music? Are there any musicians in the family?
2: there are no musicians in the immediate family I do have some extended family that have gone on to do some music but uh, I would say like music came to me pretty late my sister actually had more of a connection to music and um, you know was always kind of experimenting and collecting uh, different types of music more so than I was I you know I remember like recording stuff on cassette tapes from the radio, <laughs> um, just like top forty stuff. But um, yeah, music came later, so it's not necessarily an influence directly from the family.
0: Okay. So what uh, what was the trigger with music? What what sort of finally sat you down and said, "Hey, I want to I want to start playing music." Was it was it playing an instrument first? Or was it writing poetry or lyrics, or was it singing or a combination?
2: Well, I, I was kind of inspired by a few friends that, that played music. Um, and they played guitar. I, I lived in Ottawa for a while. And uh, you know, when we'd gather with some friends, a few people would bring up the guitar and and start kind of the jam circle. And, and uh, on a particular uh, cottage trip with a couple of girlfriends, the guitar came out and I thought I that's, I'd love to, to play one day, just learn guitar. Um, and then a little bit later, um, I did purchase one and then, you know, life goes on and um, I sort of self-taught, you know, myself to to play guitar for a while. And um, yeah, and then, you know, I was just basically promised myself that I'd find a, a good time to actually take lessons and, and get into it that way. Um, so that was sort of the beginning of it. And uh, more and more, I was interested in Particular artists, I think when I started working in the graphic design field and working in agencies, I was influenced by the music that I would hear we We played music a lot in in those agency setting um, and we you know trade uh, play you know what are you listening to what are you listening to and I kind of got to catch up on the music that i didn't listen to from years back from some of my colleagues so That stuff started to form like a a basis for for my interests uh, moving forward in music.
0: Nice, nice. Now, is there a particular song that inspired you to suddenly say, I want to become a songwriter or a certain artist or anybody? Well,
2: I'd say an artist, uh, not necessarily a song. I um, started to, my sister introduced me to Ray Lamontagne, um, a U.S. uh, and American uh, folk, artist and I kind of got really in tune with his music and uh, the way he writes and, and his style and, and, you know, the mu- musicality of it. And I was sort of obsessed listening to his songs and going into the back catalog and finding similar music like Amos Lee. And um, and really that, I would say, was the artist that that inspired me to start writing down um, some feelings and I a bit. I think I started a bit with poetry as well but then um, started leaning towards um, songwriting when when my life was going through like a, a dark period a, a challenging time when I was just trying to work through some stuff and that's actually when I started taking uh, guitar lessons too so so that all kind of started to come together I initially just wanted to take less guitar lessons and and uh, the school that I was going to got me to to take vocals as well, which was never my intention. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just started out to come together. And um, that was a time for me where um, in a relationship that I was in, I had sort of stepped back from my identity a bit. I was sort of changing myself for the relationship. So I got lost in that and music was, the thing that brought me back to myself and and who I who I am and like the way I I existed in the world before, like my outgoing nature and and reconnecting with friends. I think I had just completely pulled back from from my community and stuff. So,
0: right, right. Do you remember the first song you wrote? Yes. Um. I still- think I
2: remember. Yeah, I is it think still I a song that you play? It isn't. Uh, actually, there's there's two, and I can't remember which came first. There's one that I'm thinking of that didn't, you know, it didn't kind of play it out much because I, I I never really uh, got it to a place that I liked. But then there's another one. It's actually became the the title track for my first EP in 2013. Um, and it's called I'll Be Around, so that was, um, that was the, the one finished song that I was pretty proud of, I would say.
0: Now, I know you and I've both taken um, some songwriting uh, workshops, and we've co-written together, and there's a lot of, you know, sort of, people have their ideas about how to write songs, and everybody's got their own style, does the lyric come first, does the title come first, or do you just sit down with some, some ideas, and, you just want to get some things out or you pick up the guitar and that inspires you. How does a, how does a song come together for you?
2: I mean, uh, these days it it can come either form uh, music or lyrics first, but definitely I started out with lyrics first, um, having a lot, you know, trying to formulate my, my feelings or ideas, um, on paper, uh, Especially because you know my, my guitar <laughs> my guitar skills needed to catch up <laughs> back then back then so um, I've I've often been lyrically driven and um, and then the music I still feel like I'm always trying to work on new melodies and challenge myself to, to find different chord structures and stuff. So yeah, lyrics first, most, of, for the most part, but then, you know, in co-writes, um, I feel like that's my strength when I, when I co-write, um, and, um, and I learn always from the people I'm, I'm writing with and on the music side and in lyrically as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I love your lyrics for sure. Um, and I know when we've co-written, you know, I'll have sort of an idea about a melody line or a lyric idea. And then all of a sudden you came up with something just absolutely fantastic that I wouldn't have even thought about. And uh, On that note, I do have a song that I'm working on. Just the other day, I said to my wife, I said, I'm going to have to pitch this one to Tanya to get her to polish up the lyrics. (laughs) Um, Awesome. But um, so now did singing come along with that right away? I mean, obviously you're singing as you're kind of writing the song and, and kind of figuring the song out. But did you always have the intention that you would sing your own songs? Um, as right. part of kind of being your own person and finding your own voice and identity. yeah I
2: th- yes I think once um, once I started writing songs and as I said I went you know I started taking guitar lessons and the vocals came with it well the vocals progressed faster <laughs> the vocals and the lyrics progressed faster than the guitar uh, playing so and I'm in my what I'm trained in in, in my career is as a graphic designer. So I spent most of my energy um, in that world, um, communicating, helping other people communicate and, um, and you know, bring their messages to life. And I felt like, I think when you bring up that question, it's like music for me became the opportunity to express my, my own self and my, my voice. So once it was all coming together, that's the avenue that I felt I could express myself more in.
1: I pray it's raining outside Cause my tears have long dried. dry my love like the tide has gone out where there once flowed a river how I long to forgive her the silent killer Like a hunger strike And I'm locked out And when there's nothing left to prove I keep holding back the truth The damn food
0: was the drought by tanya joy
2: because i have a background in in art you know drawing painting um etc and i never felt like i I drew realism and painted realism more than like a a abstract piece or something that needs to tell a story and for for whatever reason um i never used art to express myself so i feel like i've just found a new medium uh, when it all came together i was finding a new medium that could actually express deeper thoughts and challenges and stories that i wanted to tell
0: right yeah, beautiful um so now did some of those childhood influences musically the jamaican music uh caribbean music did some of those things start to find their way into the music you're doing today or youth as it more kind of the the folk like sort of north american folk music that you that you're more stylist.
2: Um yeah I I think there that it's in there subtly not um not uh, over it's not overly influencing the material um in the last couple of albums but there has you know on the first EP there was a, a more of a reggae tune that we turned out um but it, it I think it's a subtle um in terms of like the soul uh that comes across in the way i deliver songs or the emotional like uh roots rock um kind of vibes but it's it's not a i'm not deliberately trying to to bring that influence into the music
0: right, right. so when was the first time you actually sang in front of somebody do you remember that moment
2: <laughs> well i remember it for karaoke when i was in <laughs> university
0: <laughs> alcohol involved
2: <laughs> oh yeah definitely I lived with a, a couple of girls who were in like music taking music therapy um, and uh, so they were you know they were avid singers and uh, they played different instruments and uh, they got me up one night playing karaoke singing karaoke that was a, a riot but still that was a long time ago I still didn't have any you know aspirations to, to sing and play but if you if you're talking about um, with my guitar uh, when my guitar coach had introduced me to an open mic community uh, where I was living at the time in Stouville, um, and encouraged me to go out and check it out and so I, I did that and I hung out with them for a few weekends and just like watched and listened and then eventually got up the nerve to uh, to play and sing and so that's probably what led me a few years later to to start hosting my own open mic in Uxbridge, um, which I've hosted for the last 10 years.
0: Oh, that's great. Now, are you comfortable with your own voice? A lot of singers aren't.
2: I, I think I'm very comfortable. Yeah, I, I've grown. I've definitely evolved. It's it's um, I, I feel and I've taken training, you know, I think it's essential to to work on techniques. And, and I've I've gained a lot of uh, knowledge and, and my voice has uh, my range has progressed. And and my intention and my control of my voice has increased so i'm very happy i can be very intentional with my voice and i'm very happy with it these days
0: yeah. good, good. i mean i love your voice i love the tone of your voice i think there's a real soul and honesty and authenticness uh with your voice too and just just a vibe there but um you know it, it's it's an interesting thing for me I'm i'm still kind of growing into that and getting more comfortable do you find that Um, when you're songwriting that you're switching keys around or temples around, or do you find you've got a band as well that you've played with, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. I play in a, I play in a trio uh, where we each, uh, we each sing, you know, we each sing harmony and all different instruments and we sing each other's songs and and some covers. And then um, I have a band that backs up my material for Tanya joy. And some of those people, you know, are in interchangeable in, in both of those, those projects
0: well i'm just i i guess what i was leading to i'm just kind of curious when you have a song like is this you know are you do you identify that this is going to be a a tanya joy song or this could be part of the trio or this one needs to be a band or this one i can do solo acoustically
2: yeah that has started to happen for sure i think um especially with co-writes sometimes i feel like um and i've written with um, some of my band members you know as as the songs come out because I I write in different styles a lot and I know you do too um and so sometimes they feel natively um you know that they belong to me and my voice and and sometimes they do lend themselves to another project or you know potentially something to pitch to other artists or for somebody else to take on for sync or something like that but um lately I've I've been doing a lot of writing you know during the pandemic as well co-writes and and such and uh you know just trying to push myself and 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 see what else is out there beyond the material for for me but i've I've also intentionally written some songs for the new album so a few of the a few of the songs on the new album are from co-writes and that were written this year
0: nice now as far as working and singing and playing with other musicians did that happen sort of through the open mics and things like that
2: yeah, I think it happened very organically. Uh, over time, You, you I've known uh, the players that I, I play with for over 10 years. And uh, I think, you know, we each came to open mics, for example, or, or you know, we found each other through other music friends, and we, we've supported and listened to each other's material and and encouraged each other along and eventually realized that we have a lot of commonality and uh, and a lot of interest in the same type of music to come together and support one another in other ways. So, um, yeah, I think organically we we've all grown and and we, yeah, we've just found each other in a, in a nice
0: way. Nice. Now, I know you've done a lot of collaboration, and you and Ingrid did a show together on a on a Zoom virtual uh, concert this year as well. Do you enjoy playing? Is is one more personal for you than the other or more important for you than that do you enjoy playing with a band or with other people or do you enjoy playing acoustically on your own more
2: right I definitely like I enjoy playing to an audience playing live versus virtual because the of that connection one of the main things that I get out of um playing music and writing music is to to create that connection with with my audience or with people, like even on a one-on-one basis um, and sort of, you know, create a space for us to both be vulnerable or, you know, influence or support one another through music. So um, whether that's playing solo or playing with the band, I have done a lot more solo um, over the years, but uh, I'd love, you know, to experiment more with that as a band. And see if if I can if we can still create that connection. You know where you never really know the the impact that you have on people when you bring music to them. Um, it, it you know we all are related, and I think music is the is the best way to establish that connection. And in a world where we're it's always trying to trip us up and and uh, and create uh, adversity between. Us, i think music is is that great healer and that great connector and, and i i think that's what i use it for because I, I love people i love meeting people um and i'm fascinated by people uh, and i think music is sort of my my gateway to that you know get, gateway to connecting with others
0: right now how do you feel about when you're co-writing with somebody or when somebody you're playing your song with a band or somebody does another arrangement of your song. Are you pretty protective about, you know, the song? Are you willing to kind of go wherever they're willing to go? I mean,
2: I'm very open. I, I'm, I'm always curious to hear, you know, what other people hear. So um, yeah, it's, it's a for someone to cover one of my songs, first of all, is like a great, you know, it's a great compliment. And, um so i have you know i have heard some of different versions and and i always i feel like i learned something or again it's like yeah it's it's just refreshing so and i feel like i'm always learning and growing so i know i don't have all the answers there's not one way to deliver a song so you know when somebody switches it up it, it could have a different impact on somebody else or you just like when you hear songs covered on the radio you could hear, really hear them for the first time because of a way, a different way in which somebody changed the arrangement or the yeah. tempo or what have you. So yeah, it's exciting.
0: Yeah, your guitar player, I think your guitar player from the trio did a version of Blink of your song. Uh, yeah,
2: he's, he plays guitar and percussion. Um, and yeah, he's a great singer too. Uh, so he did a cover of Blink and that I didn't know he was gonna do it. He did it like, uh, I think during the pandemic, um and recorded it and uh it was great like he he changed a couple of notes and he slowed it No, I don't even know that he slowed it down but he just brought his own flavor to it um and the delivery you know and the way he phrased it really yeah I thought it was quite beautiful
0: yeah yeah it's a powerful song and I mean I've heard heard it both ways um I mean I think emotionally when you sing it uh, it really, it really hits and it resonates maybe more with me, but musically, I really liked his arrangement. Like, I think the chord progression really stood out more um, for that song, because it's mm-hmm. it's an interesting chord progression. I mean, it, you know, it, it's not overly complicated, but it's just the way that you build the chords. And I think with his arrangement, it really hit me harder I realized, well, that's, that's a great little progression that she's got going in that song. So it, <laughs> oh, I'll have me, to let
2: him know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of
0: a treat to hear both versions. Um,
2: right, and I, and I co-wrote that song with James Linderman who also had a big impact on, on the, the chord progression right, for that okay. as well, so...
1: can erase this memory of you As if we could ever be two As if sad was something so new Blink, know the time won't soften the blow The years keep taking their toll And what was stolen will never grow old Over the
0: joy another song off of her new ep i will stand blink was co-written with james linderman um so now you've got a new ep coming out next week we're just talking about this actually a week from today uh i will stand is the name of the ep you've got seven songs on there um is there a big party live performance release or a series of kind of shows that you've got planned out solo and with your band or that's
2: right. Okay, so yes, the album comes out on September 16th. On September 17th we're having a an EP launch party at my local brewery in Experts the Second Wedge. Um so it's going to be full band and we have a Gravely James, uh, a familiar name to you I'm sure, um opening up for us. Um so I'm very excited about that. Um and then there are a few other show opportunities coming up in, in the fall. Um, maybe one um, I'm just finalizing for September, definitely one on December the 11th um, at the Biltmore Theater in Oshawa. So um, I'm hoping to to play some more with the band. Of course, you know, as long as everything goes okay with the, with the COVID and yeah. <laughs> the state of the world, um, we'll be good. <laughs>
0: yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to get up and see you play as well. So I'm hoping at least we, you know, at least until the end of this year, we were able to, you know, get out and see people. And, and, That's
2: right. Ingrid, uh, I think Ingrid McDonald, who we've both written with um, and her friends with, uh, she's going to try and make it out. And yeah, I, it'll be so great to see um, other collaborators and friends who've been uh, involved in this album come to the show. And, and uh, I'm just looking forward to the play.
0: Nice, nice. I'm looking forward to it too. Uh, now, you co-produced this record with Hill's Kirkudis, right?
2: Yes, Hill Kirkudis uh, was the producer and engineer, mixer on this album. Um, she's also a multi-instrumentalist, so she had a huge impact on um, the end result, and it was such a pleasure to work with her. Um, yeah, I think we we did everything remotely during the pandemic. We've been on this project for about a year, We met during Song Studio, which is a week-long songwriters workshop that we've both attended. You and I, Stuart, Um, and yeah, it was a dream match. Uh, She was wonderful to work with, and uh, and I'm really excited for everybody to hear what we came up with.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I know, uh, I mean, it's been I've been watching sort of the progression of the different releases of singles over the last bunch of months, and you've gotten on playlists and. Um, different um you know you've been played on different radio shows and and i guess uh, internet uh, music shows i mean there's so many different formats it's it's hard for me to even keep up with uh but each week i'm kind of saying oh you know somebody's interviewing you and somebody's playing your song, and that that's got to be pretty exciting
2: oh, it is for sure yeah. it's new territory for me, and um you know just trying to have a a small impact is is uh, I, I'm very grateful for the attention that the music is getting, um, and I, I really hope that the songs reach the the people that it's intended to reach and and uh, and they tell two friends and they tell two friends. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been such a fun ride. There's there's a lot that goes into it behind the scenes, but it's it's worth it. And I'm just trying to enjoy each step. Um, Cause it can feel overwhelming, but you know, I'm, I'm just grateful and, uh, and there's been a lot of encouragement. So I'm, nice. I'm pleased with that.
0: And then you had the OMA, was it the OMA awards, the Durham? Uh...
2: Yeah, the Oshawa music awards, um, which is basically celebrates all the music, music in the Durham region. Um, and uh, yes, I got to, to host, this was awesome. I got to host the nominee announcement. Um, out of the Biltmore Theater in Oshawa, and it turned out that I was nominated for, for two awards for Songwriter of the Year and Durham Song of the Year, so that was pretty awesome surprise. I was a bit like caught off guard, <laughs> uh, but I'm very excited about that. Yeah, Nice to be great. recognized.
0: It is indeed, and, and well-deserved. Um, now, you had a song, Planks and Marietta, uh, which um, you talked about some of that when you got into songwriting and it was really maybe more expressing yourself and and dealing with your own situations and and helping you through things but this was this was something that was um certainly affected you personally but it it wasn't an incident that happened to you personally it was uh tell us a little bit about that
2: okay um well, Planks and Marietta was um is the name of two cross streets in, in my hometown where I live, in Uxbridge. And um there had been some graffiti and um kind of written on the roads and the signs and defacing of uh mailboxes and 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 a and a and a free library that was destroyed. And uh this had happened uh the summer of 2020 which was shortly after George Floyd had been murdered um and you know those two things kind of crashed up against each other for me um i was still reeling from the death of George Floyd and and um you know the aftermath of that but i hadn't really found a way to express my feelings i just sort of went dark um because it was you know even though it's nothing that happened to me <laughs> Specifically, it did affect me and my family and, and um, the Black community. So I was really trying to figure out how to respond to that in my own way. And when I learned of the incident that happened in Uxbridge, it sort of personalized it for me. And at the time, um, or a little bit later on, a few, I sort of sat with that for a while. I, I took a, a, a songwriting course, sorry, with Hillside. Music festival. Uh, they did a girls and guitars program, and we were encouraged to write a song. You know that was personal to us, um, and that was you know something that we were a little challenged to to get up the courage to write. And and as soon as you know that opportunity presented itself, I realized I, I realized that that was the song that I I really wanted to write, and and that was the way that I could bring some of my my uh, personal relationship to racism which is something that I haven't really talked about much in my life um, and dealt with like on a public scale Um, it was a way for me to address and confront that and to confront my community that I that I love very much but uh, you know I felt like it wasn't the coverage of it was very quiet and I, I felt like there must be many other towns like this, where these things happen, you know, everybody says, oh, it's only happens in the U S or in bigger cities. And I felt like this was an opportunity to highlight that this does exist. It does impact us. And, um, I wanted to sort of call attention to it and, you know, call out to, to the community to help make change happen. And, um, and uh, so I was really pleased with the results. Um, it was, I, it kind of, it wasn't like, I just, it came out of nowhere um, in a sense, like I, the moment came and, and I, I rose to that, I guess. And working with Hillside, um, the the Girls and Guitars course, we were really able to articulate, and it, it helped me articulate, you know, the feelings and the story so that, People could understand what had happened as well, and and then I released it the very next month with the uh, with the guidance and the support of Hill Hill's uh, beautiful production skills. Um, I wanted to release it for Black History Month, and I donated and I'm still donating um, the proceeds from the sale of of that song on Bandcamp to Black Lives Matter. So it all just it sort of came together, and I felt you know, everything in it, in its time. And, and that time came.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly been a, a calling uh, internationally the last couple of years, maybe more than there has been in quite a while uh, and rightfully so the people are becoming maybe more aware um, and maybe they should have been all along and, and maybe they were, but they just didn't know how to take that and 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 put action to it. So, I mean, it's great to have, those things happening um you know and it's interesting i mean i i'm coming up on 60 and i've certainly seen racism in canada and and i always thought it was interesting that people do a lot of people do think that oh no we're different here and it it, but it's it's not and you know as you're talking it reminded me of a story that was going around in, in our area last year a lot of the small towns around here somebody was going around putting up signs saying white lives matter um and there was a little fanatical little group but what was nice is that all these communities were coming together and and taking a stand against it and going down and taking out taking down the posters and making Mm -hmm. their voices known and and you know getting the news involved and things like that so people weren't just letting this sort of silently creep into their communities they were pushing back on it and saying no we're not going to accept that here which which is a beautiful thing yeah and yeah sorry go ahead
2: oh i was going to say in my community as well after the death of George Floyd. Um there there were certainly some community members who, you know, put put together a, a peaceful stand-in as as you're saying, like they they found ways to to raise their voices and um and you know amplify the issues and 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 try to stand in solidarity um with the black community. And so that's also amazing to see um and to acknowledge that that's happening there's a lot of a lot of work to be done in in all the small places and in all the quiet corners as well though so um you know i'm happy to have just contributed to the dialogue and i hope that sparks i know it already it already has i've i've had some conversations with community members um just to talk through it um people who are shocked or people in denial um, it's it's interesting, and it and I felt good that you know that at least a conversation could have started that otherwise wouldn't have. So, right. um, it's baby steps, but um, a, and a long road. But you know we're here for the long haul. So, yeah. So we'll see what we can make of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and certainly the indigenous community and the Muslim communities, and then and Asian, the Asian I mean, community. Yeah, you know, L, LGBTQ, and and everybody is certainly had their share uh, of sort of atrocities atrocities (laughs) bigotries um Mm -hmm. you know whatever you want to call it i mean it's so yeah i mean i think the time is just to to move forward and we've got an election just around the corner so i'm a good time to make our voices heard certainly yeah absolutely Um, i wanted to read something um as you're talking about hillside and and planks and marietta um and marie zimmerman the executive director of hillside festival uh, in reference to the song "Planks" and Marietta, had quite uh, quite a lot to say. Uh, I had chills over and over as I listened. It's such artistry and its storytelling. It's heartbreaking reserve and emotional strain, tension that runs through it. Artists have a special kind of bravery that's linked with telling the truth. In this case, Tanya rescues a moment in history from obscurity or suppression and asks us to contemplate it. Wide, it's, sorry? Asks us to contemplate its wider relevance to the community to blacks elsewhere and to the world as she tenderly explores the disjunction between appearance and reality. I find the song unaccountably moving. It's an incredible, uh, review and then that's going to mean something.
2: Oh, absolutely. That's, uh, it's, it's very meaningful to have, you know, heard those words from, from Marie and, uh, and to hear the impact, um, that it's, that it had, um, on her. And, um, yeah, I, I'm sort of just overwhelmed, but with, with, uh, gratitude for, you know, for her support and, and her acknowledgement of, of what the, the song made her feel. And, and, and that's encouraging in so many ways, um, to continue to, to give it life and, and put it out there in the world. Um, I would say like Marie, Marie and, um, Doris, who, who headed up the course were very instrumental in pushing the song forward to really get to the heart of what I needed to say and, and what happened and the impact. So, You know, it's sometimes as songwriters, it's easy to sort of gloss over and say, oh, you know what I mean? And, you know, so I I think that um, the support of that course and what they're doing for women, um, that course is all about um, challenging the gender imbalance in the music industry uh, for people who identify as female and creating a platform and a support system to to encourage the songs to be written that need to be written that are don't get written in certain rooms and uh, create a platform for those songs to be heard. So, I mean, I'm fully on board with that, um, with that idea and that platform and, and that opportunity and, uh, for Marie and Doris to keep doing that year after year is incredible. And to see the results of some of the artists that have come out of that is fantastic. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm just uh, grateful to be part of that. I was lucky to do it um again o- over Zoom long distance um from Uxbridge to Guelph because of the pandemic. So um yeah, the pandemic has been an interesting um experience for everyone. I think some some good things come out of it, but obviously some challenges and and highlighting, you know, the issues that we we face as a community, as a country. Um yeah. So
0: it's really Very about grateful. moments it's, it's it's moments in time isn't it i mean this is you know what's happened over the last year or two or what's going to happen over the next year or two really will kind of determine future for a lot of the of the world and and really define us and you know who we want to mm-hmm. be and and uh you know it's, it's incredible how these things come together it's almost like you know there's a giant pause button that was put on the world to say to, you know stop and look around i mean certainly i know a lot of black leaders had questioned you know why why now why is it i mean these things that have happened with george floyd they've been happening constantly i mean i've certainly seen them on the news over the years and 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 been you know just crushed by it and, and had conversations about it but why was that moment so monumental and i guess because everybody was at home and everybody was on social media and everybody was on tv and you know it's almost like there's greater forces that were kind of working to kind of say okay enough um
2: and it know. was filmed uh yeah. so there was no doubt um to what happened you know yeah. to and it's you know i i couldn't watch i couldn't watch the full eight minutes uh but yeah,
0: yeah i think it's, i think more disturbing has been sort of the backlash you know from the other side where people are still in denial and and
2: yeah you know, it's interesting to see the world that we're really living in so yeah. um you know, so that we can really have the conversations that need to be had, because all of that has been going on underground in a way and in those corners. So, so we'll just have to move forward from here in a, you know, enlightened state. Uh, we know what the job really is to do um, for all the communities that have been marginalized.
1: White picket fences And pink lemonade Street signs and headlines That won't change a thing My heart is heavy With shadows Black life shatter For all
0: Planks and Marietta by Tanya Joy, an important song with a powerful message and meaning available now on Bandcamp with proceeds going to black lives matter. Do you find that that's given you deeper purpose and deeper meaning? I mean, um, you know, I think you're certainly one of the artists who's right for this moment in time.
2: Mm. Um, I think it's all coming together at a time when I'm ready to um, really step into my voice and my my purpose my bigger purpose um so that's a fortunate happenstance that uh during this time that I was able to continue writing and, and pr- producing this record uh with Hill um all of these um big moments and these big um uh, issues that that I have a stake in and a and a and an, a voice uh and an opinion about, are also happening around me. Um, so I felt like it, it was a call for me to rise too. And to, after, you know, lots of introspection during this time and, and, you know, where I've been and where I want to go, I think it, it, it's uh, serendipitous um, in, in many ways that all of it came together at a time that I'm, I'm just ready to own my voice and what I have to say and who I want to stand up for um, and the impact I want to have with my music and with people as a community. So it just really brought everything into sharp focus, like real clarity, um, which, uh, yeah, I, I hope I can do justice. You know, I hope I can, I hope I'm responsible with that, that, you know, with that task and, and, um, yeah, we'll see what comes in the future, but I'm really pleased to have this moment to explore and the support that I've been given and the community that I, that I have around me to work with. Uh, yeah, I, that's, it's a, it's a unique time and, and I'm grateful. Once again, I think that's the theme. I'm grateful for, for all these
0: opportunities. Well, we're grateful for you and your music. Uh, certainly an important uh, point in time and certainly an important artist. Um, uh, Tanya Joy, it's been, been so much fun talking with you today um before we wrap things up um maybe give you a chance to talk about uh, what else is going on uh, your socials any videos coming out to support the new ep
2: Mm. okay um well so we have the cd release party happening september the 17th um the release of the album september 16th there will be a video um coming out Early October to support I Will Stand, which is the um, lead single off of the EP, uh, written with Ingrid McDonald, who also sings background vocals as well as Afros and Hill Um And the results of the Oshawa Music Awards are happening. October the 23rd or sorry September the 23rd so we'll find out uh you know there's a lot of talent in Durham the competition is fierce but um hopeful and uh we'll find out the results of of, of those uh, awards and and that uh competition I guess so um that award show in a few weeks um and I think that's that's all I have to report at this
0: point well you got my vote um and it's it's tanyajoy.com for your website
2: that's right so tanya tanyajoy.com or at miss tanya joy to find me on instagram you can also sign up for my newsletter um and where i'll be sharing more goodies and details i'm doing a giveaway um for those uh who come to the cd release party and and um who will help support me and push this album through and share it out, um, to, to a wider audience. And I, I do hope to have more shows listed for the fall, um, so that we can all see each other and connect and, and, um, and we get to experience that live music vibe together. It's been so long, so I'm really looking forward to that. Hi, this is Tanya Joy, and you are listening to Musicians FAQ with Stuart McKee on CKMS Radio Waterloo, 102.7 FM. When you
1: find you lost your way, and you're standing all alone, and the clouds don't seem to break, sometimes it's hard to see.
0: Thank you for listening to Musicians FAQ Podcast with your host, Stuart McKee. We're here every week with great Canadian musical artists,